I haven't really thought of an intro. I'll just have to start speaking and hope that something comes out. I will probably start getting on my high horse later as well. Right, okay. I'm dead loud and abrasive. How is it bigger on the inside, but <laughs> doesn't it make any sense? <laughs> it's a cube inside a... What? <laughs> no. Doctor, doctor. Hello and welcome to a podcast about Doctor Who. The podcast has quite a misleading title to start off with. It's hosted by a man who absolutely loves Doctor Who, me. Um, And the idea is that I take a guest every episode and um, I try to find the episode for them. The idea being that there are hundreds upon hundreds of episodes of Doctor Who covering multiple styles and genres. You think... There must be an episode for everyone. So this is my attempt to find the right episode for a non-fan. So for episode one... Fucking hell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, put my phone on silent. For episode one, I'll be putting my phone on silent. Fucking... Oh, Jesus. My phone's broken. Right. This wouldn't happen on a Lex the Dark Zone Stories podcast. <laughs> they mute their shit in their shows. Three months of delicate work, and now look at it, you ham-fisted bun vendor. So, um, for episode one, I have my first Doctor Who hater. Mm-hmm. His name is... Actually, do you want to introduce yourself? Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Gavin Spence, and I hate Doctor Who. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> That's good. That's good. And uh, you fill the. Um, you have the right credentials to be a guest on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's excellent. Gav. Hiya. Let's start with... Um, what the <laughs> who the fuck do you think you are coming on a Doctor Who podcast and saying that you hate Doctor Who? No, um, okay. So tell me first of all, uh, like what is like what's your general view of Doctor? Okay, sorry, that's a bad question. You obviously you, you don't like Doctor Who. I'm not going to be here to be like, you know, you're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> that's like it's fine. Like I, I you know, I watch. Like I watch a lot of Doctor Who, obviously from mm-hmm. all eras, and it's it's shite. <laughs> you can say it. It's, <laughs> no, it's just saying from start to finish. That, you know, there are things about it that I love, mm-hmm. and but there are things that about it that I love that I feel are quite specific to my tastes in terms of production style and sometimes the crapness of it. It's the sort of thing that I love, but I would I would feel a bit. You know, I wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't. I'm not like stand like every time someone says, "What should I watch in the telly?" I'm like, "You should watch Doctor you Who." You should because, watch Doctor Who because it's like, it's not. <laughs> I mean, right? Okay, so we'll start with one of the things you love. You love Transformers, right? I do love Transformers. You love Transformers. Um, now, if you were having an adult conversation with someone and mm-hmm. someone said to you, "I'm looking for a new TV show to watch," you wouldn't yeah. be like, "Well, this is where you're wrong, Richie," because that would immediately be in. <laughs> Maybe you've heard of Transformers. <laughs> No, um, I wouldn't. I, know, I totally get I think that's what happens. Maybe when you get a little older and you become a bit more of a rational yeah. human being. And you go, see if only they knew how good Doctor Who was. <laughs> but now you're kind of like, well, no, I, I kind of get it. I get it, yeah. yeah. Like I was watching a bunch of David Tennant episodes while uh, scanning my expense receipts a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> and um, sometimes things happen and it. Sometimes, or just in general in any Doctor Who episodes, but sometimes things happen in it where you think, I'm really glad... There are not other people here to see me enjoying this right now. <laughs> no, come but on. I, I don't want to knock it. I'm not knocking it because I do love it. Like, I really, 
like unapologetically love Doctor Who. That's um, part of the reason I started this podcast. But part, partly an experiment. This could be a terrible, <laughs> terrible <laughs> experiment. We'll see how it goes. There's a good chance. I mean, you've got me on as your first guest. <laughs> Not indicative of a quality. Do you even like the David Tennant ones? Yeah. The one where he's he, like that one where he turns into like a wee Dobby house elf. Uh, yeah. And they're all like Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> even that one. Yeah, I do. Good. I'm not, I mean, not to shame at all, because God knows if we were sitting here watching an episode of fucking Beast Wars Transformers, <laughs> when one of them dies and I'm sitting there crying, and you'd be like, "What is going on?" I know there's a, there, like there's been a few times that I've watched uh, Doctor Who with a room full of pals that don't that they're just like you know it's all right I'll watch it but um like I remember years ago the the the, the David Tennant there was a the finale where Rose. Leaves. Oh, don't. And it's very. Get me started. <laughs> Not Rose. It's very emotional. And uh, my girlfriend at the time was also heavily into Doctor Who. And, um, oh, it was it was brutal because we were both sitting there in a room full of, like, all my school pals, all yeah. guys. And I'm just, like, biting my bottom lip because it's the most horrendously emotional thing I've ever watched. <laughs> yeah. I, it, it become, even, if, even through not particularly enjoying the show or anything, it does seep into your life in some mm. ways because it is such a big thing yeah but like is that is that the one where she goes to live with the other doctor in another universe That's or something when she comes back later and they okay. establish that it's like the first time she gets sort of sucked into an alternate like I'm sorry a mirror universe and right. you know they can't they're they can't apart be, yes they're apart um, oh don't you'll start me <laughs> off now. but uh uh, yeah, no, okay. <laughs> so I can't remember the point I was making there. Well, it's about in terms of like, because I, I went, when when you said to us you want to be on the show, and I went, sure. I was like, why would, I mean, as first I've heard of it, this show, and I was like, is Richie having me on his first episode? <laughs> Am I, do I have a reputation for the liking Doctor you Who? You do, you do. There's a group of people on my Twitter that hate that, you. That really <laughs> like, Every time, like, I mean, I, again, understand the year of the fiftieth anniversary. That mm. must have been hellish for some people. Aye, I must. Have. Aye, was. Thank you, thank you, and way of apology. <laughs> and like, you know, every time it comes back, everyone's, you know, when television shows happen, mm. their events, people talk about them on Twitter, and then you've always there's the same ones that are always just like, God, Doctor Who's a load of shite. <laughs> well. <laughs> In a way, like, because when I went, I was like, I can't hate, do I hate it? Really? You're not, I mean, you're not the worst, you're not the worst, but, but the, I, I had to find someone that was a sort of, that, that could, I could rationally... Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, <laughs> absolutely, if you're talking rational, that's me. No, I, I looked, I went to search my Twitter, and I was like, you know, at Geshgav, Doctor Who, and I just did this big, and there was screeds of <laughs> text, and it was me going, basically, I, I think it was when Matt Smith came, came onto the scene, mm-hmm. and... I think I maybe got caught up in it a wee bit. Right. And I was like, this isn't what I'm used to with Doctor Who. You know? And I was like, oh man, this is all right. And a few times in my timeline, I'm like, that was all right. Wow, that was actually really good. And then you see it slowly <laughs> get back up through the timeline as it gets closer to modern day. I was like, that's fucking crap. Like, that's terrible. <laughs> you would make a good Dalek. So your experience with Doctor Who is mostly new Doctor Who then? For the most part, I looked into, I think... Not to get into our, our Twitter questions, okay. but someone had said, "What's your first uh, exposure to Doctor Who?" And I had mm-hmm. to look it up because I have a very specific memory of getting a VHS out, oh, right. uh, and I, all I can remember is these kind of mannequin-looking people. Oh, the Autons! And yes, I'd, I'd, there's I'd, two. In terms I'd, of original series, there's two Auton episodes. I looked it up. It was Spearhead it's, from Space. Spearhead from Space. There we go. 
and um, I remember that's still, a good one I, but back when I don't know what age I was maybe in like eight or nine mm. and sitting watching it and going this is born <laughs> <laughs> this is pure born mm. nobody turns into a truck <laughs> you know what I mean I guess like when it comes to classic Doctor Who as well um, it was always serialised like every episode would have four parts six parts sometimes like ten parts yeah um, and so the pace of that especially if you try and watch them all in one go if you're mm. a child like as an adult trying to watch them all in one go I, you know I, you've rented it. I always say that every time I buy a DVD and I sit well, it's like I'll watch two then I'll watch two mm. tomorrow and then I'll always tan the whole lot but um, <laughs> yeah like it's it, it can be difficult to keep up with not not difficult to keep up with it's difficult to kind of just hold on to aye well I mean like as you said when you get sent when you give us that DVD to watch and you're like don't try and do it all in one Aye. And I'm glad I didn't, you know. Aye. It's not, well, not to go too far ahead of ourselves, but I did find myself after those two going like, I probably could. But I didn't want, I want no. to follow your instructions to the letter because, you know, yeah. you're, you're the guy about this. You know, I can't, I'm not going against your wishes. <laughs> and, right, okay, so if your experience is mostly new then, any particular things that stick out is a major criticism for you? I really like, like, cheesy acting and mm-hmm. I like a lot of really awful films. Like mm-hmm. when you ask me about my favourite films, a lot of them are notoriously bad films. Right. Like Howard the Duck nearly made it onto the list, you know? <laughs> right, okay. Um, so it's not a problem in that respect. It's just, I don't, I, I think it's the fact that I don't, I don't think it's remarkable in any way. Right, okay. Like I just don't get the, the, the fervour around it and I can watch it and I'm just bored out of my mind a lot of times and I shouldn't be. It's like, you know, getting chased by an alien in a corridor. <laughs> you know, every episode, that's good. But I just, I just don't understand the. It's a funny one. Like, I mean, part of the reason I'm doing this as well, it's not part of the reason. I'm, there's a little bit of it. Like, part, of, no, part of the reason I'm doing this in the first place is that um, I'm getting to watch. Even though I'm not watching the episode with you, I'm getting to watch Doctor Who through someone else's eyes because when I watch it as well, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about you. Oh, I watching it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we watched uh, me and, and and Danny and Finley, who I do video namaste with. We watched. All four Star Trek Next Generation films on Saturday in a row. Lucky boys. And um, we're watching Star Trek Generations, and I was like powerfully aware that Finley had never watched any Star Trek TNG, and I was starting to see it from a whole new. It can be rough, I. (laughs) I can imagine not not having seen TNG and having to watch those films. I know, like, and and having to stop and explain to him what was going on. Although he picked it up, it was it was it was actually fine. And then we watched First Contact, and it was great. And then we watched Insurrection, and it was bad. And then it was like by about one in the morning, we're watching Star Trek Nemesis, and we all want to die. Finally, leaning over. Why is Data singing HMS Pinnacle? What's going on? <laughs> but um, yeah, no. Part part of doing this is, is is kind of because sometimes I think about how much I like how much I love Doctor Who, <laughs> and I don't, I can't explain it. Mm-hmm. Like I can't. It's one of those things. Like do you know when you love something so much, and you're just like, if someone says to you, "Why do you love it?" and you're like, uh, "It's just really good, man." Aye, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really difficult to articulate, and I don't know if it's like I'm. I've always been into things with um, shows with like a big, rich, massive history with a lot of lore and all that sort of stuff. Right. But there's a lot of shows like that that I just, I mean that that can't just be it. And then um, yeah, there's it, an, an intangible thing there that's I find that exact same thing with Transformers. Right. With the fact that I have, I imagine there's a lot less respect for Transformers fans. <laughs> but yeah, it's just to say like, what is it you like about this show? And you're just like, it's 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 good. Aye. <laughs> It's really good. I know it must it, it it must tap into some like if it was just me if it was just like 
if Doctor Who fandom didn't have the reputation it did for everyone just being absolutely mental about it, mm-hmm. and it was just me that felt like this, then I would think that there must be some sort of personal yeah. experience or attachment. But there's not. There's none of that, and it's just. Um, yeah, it's similar to me though, for in terms of like why I don't like it. Uh, I, you can, t- I, I don't have a really good answer. It's not like oh, Tom Baker kicked my head in when I was nine. <laughs> you know, it's not. I don't have a personal grudge against the show. It's just I don't like it, and there's something about it that just really gets my back up. You know, like when you're like, oh, I'm going to send you these episodes to watch. I'm going to have to watch some Doctor Who. There's <laughs> no getting away from it. But I, and, and I know a guy who said to me um, that the reason he didn't like Doctor Who was that uh, when he was a kid he was at um, some kind of fair or a show or something and mm. there was a guy in a Dalek, like a Dalek thing, mm. shell, right. firing about, but he was stinking. <laughs> and the guy, he says, he says the odour was so strong that now every time I see Doctor Who I think of this man's right, okay. body odour and I just can't... I just can't even abide it. I can't deal with it. Should I have had him on? (laughs) (laughs) Instead of me just going, I don't like it. It's rubbish. We will explain later. The way that we did this is that I wrote some questions, they're not very good questions, in order to try and figure out what your episode is. So my idea is is that, that you hate Doctor Who, and I'm like, there's so much Doctor Who, and there's so many different types of stories, that there has to be something... Mm-hmm. There has to be an episode you might just enjoy. Okay. So I asked you some questions. Sorry, I'm trying to load And up. I mean, not to put a spoiler on this, I did almost enjoy it. <laughs> okay, good, <laughs> good. Um, first question I asked you, top five films. Um, you said I went for actual favourites versus, you know, objectively good films, which is good because I wanted to know about you rather than yeah, I'm not what films like you thought were great. So you said The Princess Bride, Conan the Barbarian, Westworld, Transformers the Movie and Masters of the Universe. Yeah. Um, it's actually quite embarrassing when you hear it out loud. No, not at all. <laughs> it's actually not at all. Almost sickening. Like Westworld is, I'm, is yeah. I, I love Westworld. It's a cracking film. <laughs> and Princess Bride again. Conan. Yeah, these are all, and they're a good. They're a good start as well. Um, I asked you your favorite book, uh, and then you said House of Leaves. Never read it. <laughs> That's kind of horror, unsettling. Okay. Madness trip. Oh, I did jump onto the Wikipedia to see if I could get some. There's a bit of a mystery to it, isn't it? Yeah. Right, yes. let's just say that I took that. Um, <laughs> and then, number three, on a scale of one to ten, ten being the silliest, one being the most serious, how silly do you like your genre television? Um, this was obviously difficult for you because you've put your top five shows... <laughs> I, asked you, I asked Gavi's top five shows and um, I think it was a bit... You just named five shows, didn't you? I did kind. Uh, well, well, no, T, right, so TNG, Star Trek The Next Generation, sorry. Thank you. Battlestar Galactica, Transformers, obviously, House of Cards and Game of Thrones. Those last two ones were kind of thrown in at the last right, moment okay. where I couldn't think. But I do enjoy those shows. That's fine. Having the, having three biggies in there, that's um, I can work with that. Um, so you said, as it depends on my mood and the show itself, love the daftness of Next Generation and the grim surface Battlestar Galactica. In the end, I'm going to say seven. So that's good. That's also good for going into Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Um, I said aliens are mad scientists. You said mad scientists. Um, and how tolerable are you of dodgy creature costumes? You said very tolerable. Oh, yes, absolutely. I love a, a really shitty costume. <laughs> so I asked you question five. How tolerable, you, tolerable of you of black and white film slash TV? You said very tolerable. Very that's a tolerable. Far, very tolerable. Does that mean you really like... Um, it's such a stupid question. <laughs> it is a stupid question. Like nobody's going to be like, 
unless I'm going to get like I like I had a pa- I remember one of my pals said that his mum was like wouldn't watch black and white TVs mm. and wouldn't watch black and white films on her TV because she paid for a coloured license jeez really <laughs> I, nobody like that is ever going to be on the show, so I need to like. Well, I, it's, it's a it's, it is a weird thing to ask, <laughs> but but in terms of like, I wouldn't I would never say I'm not watching that because it's black and white. Aye. I'm not actively going. I black and white films are better, you know. No, I know. I, I had a friend in college who said that all all foreign films are better <laughs> because because uh, well, you know he's never seen never seen a bad one. Right. And you're like, well, it's because like the cream of the crop comes over here. Aye. You know, you don't they don't send. Howard the Duck, like the Korean Howard the Duck, doesn't come over here, you know. That sounds pretty good to be honest. <laughs> I wouldn't mind watching Korean Howard the Duck. Um, Synths or orchestras? You've said synths. The set, That's a funny one. Like, I feel like a lot of people are going to say synths, but like some of the synth soundtracks in Old Doctor Who are like when you when you say see if you say to someone like a synth soundtrack now you think of like something really cool. The synth um, soundtracks in Old Doctor Who are just like. What is happening? Is someone just <laughs> falling onto the machine and it's just making these noises? Just wanking over a theremin. <laughs> no, I th- well, again, with the thing like I like a like, nice orchestra, mm. orchestrated score and stuff. But then when you say like synths, I'm thinking like John Carpenter sort of. Aye, you know that's what I, I, my mind goes to. Remind me to send you the Sea Devil soundtrack later. <laughs> Okay, and then I asked you, is there a particular doctor you like? And you basically said, uh, Tom Baker looks mental, so him. He does look mental. <laughs> he does, he does. He, he He's very, uh, yeah. Is Tom Baker alright? That's one of the things I meant to, is he alright? What do you mean, like, mentally, or is he... The whole like, shebang, did they have any over, like, famously have any issues? Well, n- no, I don't think so, but... Um, he was a pain in the arse. Right. <laughs> I get that impression. He was good. Like, he, like the good thing about... Well, there's a lot of the... I mean, all the actors really did this, but he really threw himself into the part mm-hmm. and he was, like, he was the Doctor. Yeah. And, like, when kids saw him and stuff, he was the Doctor and, you know... Um, but I get the impression that to work with, he was, like... Uh, like, in this episode we're about to talk to, he was uh, always sort of... Outspoken about the script and then suggesting really daft things that we right. should do to throw in, and, and like quite sometimes, like one of his ideas would make it into the show because it was quite good. But he was always doing things like looking down the camera and all that sort right, of stuff. Okay. He was he was a bit mental. Would you like a jelly baby? Shut up! Well, simple enough. Thank you. Would have been sufficient. So I decided. Uh, based on some of the information that you give me, mm-hmm. that um, so you, I mean, you like robots. I do like robots. You like robots. I mean, all, all cla- most classic Doctor Who is this, but you like a good sort of character-based story. Like mm-hmm. you, you know, Next Generation wasn't action-based. It was very character-based. It was a lot yeah. of good dialogue and stuff like that. So that's a good start. You've got like Westworld in there, killer robots. So I've decided. <laughs> Intuitive leap. Partially because of these points and partially because it's a really good episode, uh, I decided to give you Robots of Death to watch. So I sent you a copy of the DVD. Thank you. And I've allowed you to keep that because I've now bought the special edition. Appreciate it. Oh, I did see you immediately on, once you sent that and I got, so oh, this is yours to keep. And then I saw you on Twitter like, so there's something wrong with the disc or something that you got? Or? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was yeah. The, 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 because it comes in a box set. Yeah. The special edition's a box set. Of three, you had to buy two others with it, and the sleeves were all out of alignment. Oh. 
Before we get into this, I asked the boys from another Doctor Who podcast called On the Time Lash, which I used to sometime. I, I say used to. I've been on it twice. Okay. And um, they're th- those guys are like those guys are experts. Mm. They're like. Wait a minute. So what are you? I'm sort of like a uh, pro prosumer. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I got that term from freelancing. Um, no, I, I'm I, like I love it, but like. These guys, this, some of the shit that these guys pull out is, is quite good. So anyway, I'm going to play back what they thought of my decision now. Hello, Richie. Hello, Gav. Um, I guess... Are we? The, I, don't, I hope you've given us a suitably um, austere title, you know, as you've, you've asked for our contribution, like either the gods of Ragnarok... Or the High Council. We are what we are, Mark. It's us, Ben and Mark, the Lash Lads, from yes, from, from on the Time Lash, number one Doctor Who podcast uh, that we do on <laughs> yes. on the Time Lash. Um, so I've just read um, what you've sent me. So, so I believe Gav's quite into Star Trek: Next Generation and Battlestar Galactica and Westworld, and you've decided as his first Doctor Who to convince him that he doesn't hate Doctor Who yeah um, is Robots of Death what do you what do you think about that Ben do you think that's uh, accurate do you think well, that's a good choice I think there's some groundwork already done that he's already a genre fan mm-hmm. uh, and I think that I'd love Robots of Death oh it's great I mean it's it's, it's a great it's, story. It's, it's not just a great fit for the things that you like I think it's a great Doctor Who story mm-hmm. for you to watch in the first place uh, it has a lot of things in it. It's, it's Doctor Who versus things you like. Yeah. In a really great meshing of those two things. It's, it's good Doctor Who. Yeah, definitely. Um, and also it's really high on any poll of, you know, the greatest Doctor Who stories of all time. Yeah. So I think that's always a good place. Although, what we're, what we're essentially... Are we overselling it? Uh, are we going to look like... <laughs> are we going to look like absolute chumps by the end of this when he turns around and goes, yeah. nah, it was shit. And, yeah. Should uh, we... Should we just like maybe get ahead of the curve? It's shit. It's uh, shit. It's, it's shit. shit. You don't believe for a minute they're actually robots. They look like guys in like Oriental costumes with plastic masks on. It's shit. Nineteen seventies shit. Cheers. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. There we go. They sound like a good bunch of lads. <laughs> I can't tell if they're one of the things. One of the things <laughs> that they do on on the time lash is that they they, they record it in a pub. So they're on the lash. So they're on the on the lash. Um, I time, get it. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, so there you go. That's what they thought of uh, of my choice. Thanks to the fucking Council of Ragnarok or whatever they said. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the Council of Ragnarok. The Council of State of Ragnarok. <laughs> Scan commencing now. There was a Vox therapist in Caldor City. Specially programmed, equipped with vibro-digit subcutaneous stimulators, the lot. You know what happened, Borg? Its first client wanted treatment for a stiff elbow. The Vox therapist felt carefully all round the joint and then suddenly just uh, twisted his arm off at the shoulder. Shumpf! (laughs) All over in two seconds. I've never heard that. Caldor City. What was the reason? Reason? It was haywire. I wouldn't let a robot work on me, not for all the zelenite in this ship. Shut up, chub. <laughs> Thank you, V-16. A Vox-class robot. 
has over a million multi-level constrainers in its circuitry. All of them would have to malfunction before it could perform such an action. Your trouble, Dask, you take all the magic out of life. They go wrong, my friend. It's been known. Only where there's an error in programming. Each case this on record... This was a case. Tore his arm off. Let me give you a couple of stats about Robots yes. of Death. Yes. Uh, Robots of Death is the fifth story in season 14 okay. of Doctor Who. It was transmitted on between the 29th of January and the 19th of February in 1977. Um, it was written by Chris Boucher, who had previously written another story called Phase of Evil. None of this means it to you. Nope. And uh, it was directed by a fellow named Michael Bryant, who had directed several Doctor Who stories before. Some really good ones as well. So, just to start off with, initially... Mm-hmm. When you started watching a 1977 episode of Doctor Who, what happened? Um, I was trying to take it as, again, trying to be as open-minded as I possibly could be mm-hmm. about it. I trust in you. Okay. Uh, I thought Robots of Death sounds good. Got a good title. Yep. I like the look of the robots off the front cover. Yeah. Assumed that those were the Robots of Death. Yeah. Uh, the robots um, the robots and Robots of Death, I quite like them because the... Um, like a lot of work like a lot of work has gone into the kind of background of what's this this is the great thing about Doctor Who is that they've got these individual stories Mm. and a bunch of characters that you've just met for the first time and you're never going to meet them again yeah and they do a lot of world building and and when you hear about like the creative decisions about why they design robots like that they're there as servants on a kind of a quite a rich culture but anyway sorry carry on oh no um, so I mean I, I do kind of like that shaky like cheap as hell looking set yeah, that's going on. Um, I liked the you know the first thing I really liked was the you know you see the sort of the kind of harvester they're on. Yep, from the outside shots, the model shots. Yeah, like they're really cool. Yeah, like there's something about that. You, you don't, obviously you don't get things like that anymore. No, yeah, it's, it's interesting um, when you go back to an episode like that, especially when it comes to sci-fi, like mm. sci- sci-fi television, even sci-fi television at the time, like. The sixties were producing a lot of genre television. I mean, you were, mm. you know, America was making things like Star Trek and even like shows like The Avengers and all that sort of yeah. stuff. They're all incredibly well produced, always shot on film and all that mm. sort of stuff. Whereas, and then you sort of you you jump to something like Doctor Who and you realize that the rate that they were pumping out episodes, yeah, I mean, it's it shot. It's almost like a sci-fi soap. Yeah, it felt quite. Yeah, it did have a kind of soapy feel to it, and it, it doesn't feel knocked together. It's not like they bashed out in a weekend or anything. No, no, but yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that feel to it that, like, it was all very off the cuff, mm-hmm. almost. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, the, the other thing, the, the robots of death. I, th- I think it, it was there to replace another story, but because they could only shoot in a studio, right. they needed they needed a kind of claustrophobic set. And so Robots of Death, is, it's not unusual, but it's, it stands out in, in the sense that it's a completely studio-based story. There's mm-hmm. no... Cause, and they did that thing in the, the 60s and 70s and actually 80s telly did, where um, they shot exterior stuff all in film. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the texture and the style and yeah. everything would change. But then all the studio stuff, you're talking multi-cams mm-hmm. um, and it's got a completely different shooting style. So mm-hmm. I, I think it, it, so Robots of Death is, is a really good example, like it's a really good example of studio stuff because it's got, it's just, uh, they've written a really great script to go with it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, sorry, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm interrupting <laughs> you. Not like in a lot of ways I'm feeling like, you know, like I'm just enjoying... Someone who knows what they're talking about, okay. talking about it. Okay, that's okay, okay. Um, I 
well, one thing's and pretty early on you need to hit you that this is like a murder mystery. Yeah. Which I really like as well. I like yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of murder mystery stuff. So getting to like who, you know who done it mm-hmm. kind of deal. Uh, I was really into mm-hmm. at that point. I'd totally but, pl- put it down as someone who it wasn't. Right. You know they done a, they switched it on me. Did you? Did I mean what were your expectations of that? Like because the story's called Robots of Death. Yeah. <laughs> Was your expectation not just like something's happened? Like the robots are pissed off. Aye, the robots. There's some it's issue that with old story because it's like you forget as well when you're watching old sci-fi that uh, a lot of the tropes and a lot of the things that that, that you're now just like ugh, uh-huh. like they weren't like that at the time. Yeah, it was new back then. So when yeah. they don't follow that trope, yeah, it surprises you in a kind of pleasant way. I think I certainly didn't. Not to get ahead of ourselves in the story or anything, but I didn't see. Until they, they do set it up in like episode three, mm-hmm. the sort of what's happening. Yeah. But by so you're kind of not blown away entirely. Yeah. yeah but yeah. certainly I didn't expect that <laughs> to be yeah. the, the culprit was not who I expected it to be, which again is what makes a really good murder mystery. Murder mystery. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Totally. So stylistically, mm-hmm. you were quite into the the oh, production style. Yeah, I really liked all. The, I liked the sets. I liked the the uh, costumes that everyone was in, mm-hmm. especially what you call your the main. Like the captain, I've got I've got his name down here somewhere. Uh, Commander Ivanov. Ivanov, fine. <laughs> he's good, like a proper like Ming the Merciless kind of look to him. Looks like he's got proper like golden Virginia breath. <laughs> you know, like and there, I can't remember. The, I wish I'd wrote down the line, but there's an amazing point at one. At, you know, a few times it breaks. Mm. I had to look into the actor to make sure he was Scottish because. There's times where it's Scottish. It breaks down at one point. It's just like, oh, Doctor Who, what's going on? <laughs> and I was like, why is he suddenly Scottish? So I had to look him up, and yeah, he's from Glasgow. And uh, who are you? I'm the Doctor. I assume you're in command here. Yes. What are you doing here? Just standing here talking to you. You should be very careful if I were you. No doubt you would. What are you doing on this mine? Well, we're travelers. We came here by accident. Oh, I see. A hundred million square miles of uncharted desert and you just stumbled across us. Mm. Well, it's a small world. Yeah, I suppose it's also a coincidence that as soon as you two arrive, three of our people are killed. Well? Oh, sorry, I thought it was a rhetorical question. Yes, it's just a coincidence. I didn't even... Oh, bring in some facts to this show. Nice work. Those Time Lash guys. <laughs> or whatever they're called. <laughs> Do you know what, actually, the last time, the last time I was on, on the Time Lash... Last time I was on the Time Lash. Yeah. We discussed robots at death. <laughs> but I've forgotten everything. Maybe it's because I had a couple of drinks. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope he's from Glasgow now. <laughs> but we didn't even discuss that. Oh, we well, didn't. Um, a fresh set of eyes. That's what's happened here today. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, no, totally. Um, yeah, uh, Commander... Uh, is it Uvanov? I've got a feeling Uv- it's Uvanov. I've written it down here. Uvanov. Yeah. I'm really see this is see this is one of the problems I do have sometimes with classic Who mm-hmm. is following everyone's names. It's not yeah. with classic; it's TV in general. When a drama has lots, when when people are referring to characters that aren't on screen at the time, I'm like, who's who's that? Yeah, which again? one is that? Especially as you say that you're getting these characters for four episodes and you'll never see them again. Aye. So like you don't feel necessarily you need to. <laughs> and they've got really unusual names as well. Like one of them's called Chub, <laughs> um, Zilda, Borg, Two's Dask, and Pool. Pool, man. Oh, <laughs> Pool's incredible. <laughs> Talk about just your classic ham overacting I know. goon show. I loved it. I know. Um, yeah, we can come to that in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, you know, we start the story, we introduce the characters. Uh, yeah, it, it does that. It does a very, I think it does a very good, it does a lot of world building, I think. It's really great. Like, you get a couple of lines of dialogue from characters um, and you get a very strong idea of their background, like, just mm-hmm. instantly. Yeah. Like, uh, Zelda, I think it is, um, Uvanov says a line to Zelda about her family not being as rich as they used to be. Yes. And they mention they just say that it's a founding family. So mm-hmm. you think this okay? So this culture had these important families, and you yeah. know, there's this whole without going into too much detail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it instantly, like, just daft wee lines like that, really like instantly tells you what's going on, what yeah. kind of culture it is, and everything. In fact, I think there might be books, or there might be a novel that's based on the planet. But it's, again, it's this thing like, and I haven't read it. <laughs> what? <laughs> But it's the sort of thing that I would like when it comes to a Doctor Who spin-off media that doesn't involve the Doctor. I just don't. No, no books, no, no. audio tapes. Unless it's, oh, there's a lot of audio, but uh, yeah, no. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that. So then we get our first scene with yes. the Doctor and oh. Leela. So this is this is kind of your this is your introduction to the, this is your mm-hmm. first Doctor Who classic Doctor. Who. Yes. Sorry, this is your first classic Doctor Who as a as an adult as a grown as a grown, grown man. human. And you've got Leela and the mm-hmm. Doctor and the TARDIS. Yeah. What, like, Tom Baker is so weird and, like, otherworldly. I wasn't expecting it because, you know, like, you get, like, when you're watching, like, modern ones and they're all kind of acting kooky and weird. Mm. But I don't feel like he's putting it on in a way. Like, obviously, he's okay. playing a part, but I feel that he's, like, there's something unhinged about, yeah. <laughs> about Tom Baker that I like. It's, it's, it is, like, you can imagine someone's like, he's an alien. I'd be like, Fair enough. <laughs> uh, I really liked him. Aye. You feel like you can have a laugh with Tom Baker as the Doctor. You know, he's, he's cutting about the, the shit pocket munching the entire time, mm-hmm. which I didn't know why he's, he's, he's eating jelly babies. Jelly which, babies is a, a whole fourth Doctor thing. That's like yeah. a, that's the big... I didn't know that. There was really? a big thing. I was talking to one of my mates. He's like, he's eating jelly babies. He's like, aye, that's, that's what he does. <laughs> it's like, that's a great character point, isn't it? I know. I, I, you know, it, it, it probably makes me a bad Doctor Who fan, but I don't know how the Jelly Babies thing came about. No? If it was an improvisation thing or... But, yeah, no, like, Tom Baker is obviously... He's just... He's, he, he is, for a lot of people, he is the Doctor. He's yeah. also the longest running... He's okay. done it for the longest amount of time. But a lot of what modern Doctor Who takes... You know, a lot of stuff that he does. I mean, yeah. I think that a lot of the modern Doctors take stuff from every one of them, but um, and then kind of make it their own. But um, yeah, when he came in, it was it was um, you just come back. You just come from John Pertwee. Now I love yeah. John Pertwee. I love uh, Third Doctor quite a lot. But yeah, you're right. It's it's the big mad hair and the bohemian yep. look and the the, the the teeth. The teeth. <laughs> oh my God! There's a moment like. I think it's the after the first cliffhanger, sort of when he's in the hopper and it's getting oh. it's all raining down on him, and he gets out and he gets this huge smile, <laughs> and it's so good. And I was just like, man, he is wild. I there love it. Some of, uh, no, no, there, there, his smile is so good as well. No, you're right. Um, and he's he's not. Would you call him? Would you say he was a handsome man? <laughs> I'd say he'd probably be a handsome silhouette. Right. <laughs> but when you see up up close and personal. Like, he feels like he's quite dangerous. Do you not think? Aye. No, he has that. Like, when there's moments, like, he doesn't, like, Doctor Who, to my knowledge, Doctor Who doesn't really get in fights. No. Um, or anything like that. But there's a, some struggles at one point. Mm-hmm. And you think, Tom Baker would destroy you. He's like, a tall man. A big fella. And when he's, like, at that moment, I don't think there was any acting going on there. I think Tom Baker <laughs> just went into savage mode and just grabbed the guy. 
But you're right. There's a there's a fun, there's a whole funny sort of relationship with the doctor and, and violence because obviously nowadays like it's a strict you know he is non-violent. He's a pacifist, mm-hmm. um, and he is like he is through the whole series. He is, but um, the third doctor had a lot of did a lot of judo chopping and stuff like right, that. Okay, and obviously there are the struggles and stuff. With mm-hmm. this, you know, push it's just kind of pushing and pulling. Ah, bit, you know, ah. bad play fighting. <laughs> but that that's like even like that where the stuff. I, I mean, I had completely no idea. Like when it came to like uh, uh, Leela. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who's this? Is she like a? She's like a cave woman, or? A, oh, do you mean in the sense that what's her role? You mean you know about companions, don't you? Oh no, yeah, oh right yeah, yeah. Right. So, but yeah, all right. You mean where did she come from? Yeah, where, where is like, she? So Leela is like she'd just come from the previous episode. So the companions previous, like um, you had like Sarah Jane and mm-hmm. and um, and Philip Hinchcliffe wanted to bring in a. He was the producer at the time. He mm-hmm. wanted to bring in a sort of quite a a, a much stronger. Yeah. Like someone who's like the the role of the 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 companion always seemed to be the person who gets in trouble. Okay, and you know needs to be saved and all that stuff. But Leela's more she's action woman. Yeah, uh, but the the whole cave woman thing. She um so she's a sort of descent. She's in a tri- She came from a tribe who uh, descended from this crashed survey team. Okay, that had landed on that had crashed on this planet, and. Um, that had regressed into a kind of slightly more tribal mode. Right. So she was part of this tribe and she ended up coming along with the Doctor. Okay. So okay. all the way through the series, it's kind of weird. So she doesn't have the weird, like, she does I mean, she does a little bit of, you know, she asks questions in a really kind of naive, simple way. Mm-hmm. But um, she doesn't take any shit. No, she she was very capable. Yeah. And you don't expect, I guess it's just we don't give people... People in decades buy that much credit when it comes mm-hmm. to stuff like that. You're like, oh, she actually could hold her own there. That, well done, Hen. You know, you're just yeah, like, totally. it's just it's a it's a very strange point. And of course, Richie, something for the dads. Ah, <laughs> because huh? every time they talk about companions from old Doctor Who, they're like, there's they're always prefixed with dad favorite. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> something for the dads. You don't actually you don't see it so much these days, but you used to see it a lot. Like dad favorite Sarah Jane. <laughs> Oh, come on, R.I.P. Waiting for a uh, match of the day to come on. <laughs> I don't understand what's happening. Robots can't harm humans. It's the first principle. The second principle is that humans can't harm robots. I know. I've tried, and they don't bleed. Okay, so you did. You did one episode. You did two. You did two, 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 two episodes in a, row. in a row. You bombed through them quite easily, yeah, didn't two, you? Two days, uh, two episodes a day. Uh, I think it's because I think it's the first episode that ends in the, the cliffhanger when he gets into the hopper. Aye, that's right. Yeah. So I was like, shit. How's he, how's he going to survive a hopper? <laughs> <laughs> this master of time and space. My favourite thing about that scene is I'm going in with the wee ever ready, yeah, dad torch. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> and that's a moment where it it cuts to film. Aye. Oh like, no, of course. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I, I was like, oh, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. You know, let's let's go somewhere on location and shoot inside a hopper. Inside a hopper. <laughs> yeah. So you did two episodes in a row. How did like when you got to the end of episode two? How were you feeling? I could have gone on, I think. Yeah. It was just, you know, things going on in the house. I've got a busy lifestyle. Okay. You know, I've got a lot on. Aye. Richie. Um, and I thought, you know, I'll just take your advice on it. And Aye. I'll just maybe... Because you don't know, maybe I would watch another, another two and be like, ah, I shouldn't have rushed it. I got bored. That's that. That's just what I advise you to do. There, there are probably listeners that have a completely different opinion on it. Shouting like, right I now. I remember, like, um, they used to... Like, sometimes you get them on... I don't know if it's when you got them on tape, but they used to do, like... For the American releases, they would do like a movie cut, right? Okay, where like the whole episode would just it would just keep going right. until it came to an end, and then the episodes are only twenty five minutes long, so four episodes is like you know it's an hour and a half. Yeah, and I always find it a bit much. Yeah, to cope with, I I, I think it's good that there are nice little 
25 minute chunks yeah I think that's good like I I think I am more inclined to try more stuff Mm -hmm. if I was going to try more stuff uh, that it's in little chunks aye you know because at least I can get a taste for it and go "Ah, I don't like it it's like some of my favourite episodes are like 10 parts long as well it's just you wouldn't no, I wouldn't have. <laughs> like I wouldn't. Have. Yeah, I would have read the Wikipedia. Oh, it's cracking. Really good. I know. There's always like, or if you look at your phone, and you suddenly realize you've missed a really important line of dialogue. Like, <laughs> suddenly, everyone's doing something completely different. Well, I kind of wondered a wee bit about Leela because I was like, everyone seems just quite cool with the fact that she's just a cave woman. Clearly, that's a. That's. They're all in like the decadence. Do you know, I never even considered that. And she, they're all just like... You're a bit mental, aren't you? Aye. You know, she's just like, I'll stab you. I forgot, because there's a moment where she really... I can't mind the exact threat, but she really... She gets up close and personal with somebody at one point, and she makes mm-hmm. a really good threat to them. It was like... It's not like, I will fucking end you or something <laughs> like that. It wasn't like that. But something I was like, she's, like, pretty crazy. I, I will cripple you. Yes. Something like that. It's yeah. along those lines, yeah. I remember being like, whoa... Aye, and then the guy doesn't the guy slap her and she kicks him. <laughs> <laughs> Although for all that, when there's a point where she's talking to the doctor, the doctor's busy doing something, and she's like, she's talking away, and he's like, "Oh, do you have to talk so much?" And she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry." I do like that moment. And you're just—it's like, kind of like it, 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 I, I do like no, I do like the moments where the doctor gets a bit short because yeah. he's like, and it's the kind of thing I love about the Peter Capaldi's doctor as well is they mm. brought in a wee bit of that back because like when they brought it obviously Christopher Eccleston was he was kind of war-torn angry doctor right and then you got David Tennant who was cuddly everyone's friend doctor yeah. and they kind of ran with that for a bit with Matt Smith as well but now that um, Peter Capaldi's in he's doing the grumpy doctor again and it's kind of I kind of like it yeah I think it adds a little bit it can't just be all nice pally doctor who all the time uh, I, I mean think it's, it's life it, and death it's good because he's it, it's just having those moments where like obviously he's a super super intelligent man yeah um, and you know having to explain things all the time he's just going to get frustrated and a bit short <laughs> all the time um, but that's, that's really interesting like I never even considered that before that um, like not even her but him as well mm-hmm. like when people just been like wait where did where did you come from? Hi. <laughs> At no point, like the. It's like I landed in your cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's that. <laughs> I think it's when they find when they find them. Obviously, they are kind of made the scapegoats for the the, the killings of these robots of death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone's just like, found two folk. They are the killers, yeah. <laughs> right? You know, I mean, hands washed of that. Aye. You're like, you are all taking this in stride. Does this happen a lot? There's a lot of murder and people appearing out of nowhere and that's some of our some of our co-workers have died yeah. brutally um, and two people have appeared in the cupboard um, <laughs> so I mean that must be it well thank god. <laughs> thank that's god that's dealt with let's go back to uh, picking up sand because <laughs> there's stuff in it or something <laughs> aye, aye. even the doctor's perspective of bringing I mean, I know she's like, she, I mean, she is fairly useless and like when it comes to the fighting part, she's like, don't come any closer or and she does this really weak like swing at the guy and the guy grabs her and they bother. But you're like, to, to the doctor in, in, in storyline and mm-hmm. canon, she's mm-hmm. like a like a savage cavewoman with a big machete and he's like, what was? <laughs> I'll take you to this like decadent ship where they're all dead soft and like, you know, they're letting the robots do all the work and all that. Let's see how you get on. <laughs> <laughs> And then he's like, will you calm down? <laughs> <laughs> like 
put her cheek on his part. <laughs> Aye. No, that's, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> I'd never even thought about that. wonder where we are. You mean you don't know? Well, not precisely, no. You mean you can't control this machine? Well, of course I can control it. Nine times out of ten? Well, seven times out of ten. Five times, look. Never mind, let's see where we are. You won't need that. How do you know? I never carry weapons. If people see you mean them no harm, they never hurt you. Nine times out of ten. So you did episode three and four back to back? Did episode three and four back to back, yes. Okay, so episode, like, this is, this, so this is the thing about, like, classic Doctor Who, mm. the serials, um, is they made, I mean, like, like you're, the reason for shooting serials that are four episodes long, it's a cost thing. Mm-hmm. It means you can get four weeks of television and you only have to build, like, four sets yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and it, it is great, but it, 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 it creates a lot of challenges for the writing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes uh, it, it it causes some really inventive and some really great kind of plot twists, and sometimes it falls yeah completely flat in its arse. Um, but I think like I think Robots of Death, it's a good one because it's like they so I can't remember if it's episode two or three. <laughs> this is really good. It's going really well. Um, <laughs> but when they introduce the idea of the, the so they've got the robot classes right. Mm-hmm. And um, at the bottom of the robot classes, you've got the dumb robots. Yeah. And it's revealed that one of the dumb robots... Ah, it's, no, I think it's episode two. Yeah. One of the dumb robots can speak. It reveals itself to Leela. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of... You just have that little moment, it goes away again, and then it comes back later on. Yeah. Because you're, you're like, well, why? Why? <laughs> and then, you know, obviously we discover that the robot's been placed there by the mining company... Mm-hmm. There's another agent on board as well with yeah. him, and they're looking for this nutter mm-hmm. uh, who supposedly grew up with robots. Yeah, and he, he might be trying to start a robot revolution. And you're like, ah, oh, okay. So yeah. the, that's when know, it starts to yeah, you start to be like, it starts right. yeah, it starts to all come together. But it's nice how they kind of introduce it around about there. Mm-hmm. How did you get on with episode three? I I really I, I was getting into it. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, the good thing well. The weird thing about like murder mystery stuff is most of the time they try and give everybody a motive. Yeah. So everyone's like, well, it could be them because of this. But they, they didn't really, a lot, a lot of them just seemed to be like, it could be them because they're really bad people. You know? Like, right. it, like some of the, there were a few different motives here and there, but mostly it was just like, it could have been them because they just want money. Mm-hmm. Or it could be them, you know, just because they're a bit of an arsehole. You know, it's just like there's a lot of do- there's a lot of Doctor Who like he's evil. Mm-hmm. That's why he wants to do it. It's because he's evil. Yeah, his it's the motivation. whole thing. Like the master, it's like why why are you doing this? <laughs> it's because I'm evil. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's as good a, a reason as any. Yeah, I suppose. No, no, I mean there are just bad bastards out there. No, that's true. That's but true. Um, myself included. <laughs> but I think that like it just seemed like in, in all murder mysteries you have like you know this motive set up but for most of them on the ship or most of them it was and they're also getting killed at such a rate yeah that you, you weren't able at any point to be like well it could be no no it's not him he's dead <laughs> you know like oh no, actually maybe it's that oh no sorry he's been strangled uh, <laughs> you know I um, know the, yeah because they set up the red heron with the captain don't they the commander mm-hmm. sorry because uh, uh, so Zelda's there the rich woman she dies pretty early on as well yeah. but she's there because her brother the, ca- oh, yeah. the commander allowed her brother to die, mm-hmm. so she sort of thinks of him as a bit of a murderer. Yeah, she's so she, and it could um, be hard. And he's generally he's an arsehole. Mm-hmm. He's placed it. He's like he's an arsehole. So 
He's, there's obviously something yeah, going he, on Yeah, he, he could be behind it because he's an arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's the same with um, the boy uh, Poole. Yeah. Because um, he's just so, like, th- throughout the whole thing, he's so dodgy, and he's like, I'm your pal, I'm your pal, and you're like, it must be him. And then he locks Leela in the yeah. room. Uh, but the funny thing is, is, I think it's episode three where they try, where they reveal that there's a secret person in a secret lab controlling the robots yeah and they put a weird effect on his face <laughs> and they're like they're put, i don't know if i mean i don't know if it was someone's intent to be like right we're going to put the weird effect on his face so that the viewer still can't tell who it is yeah but it's like he's got very distinctive eyes uh-huh. yeah <laughs> and there's no amount of whispering that's going to hide that yeah it's very strange i thought like as soon as you, you're like ah oh, right it's him <laughs> and you, uh, I thought that's such an odd choice because like, they could have done anything. Uh, they could have had static, you know. They could have, but they just basically showed you them. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, but well. I mean, like the, 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 this is this is this gets back to one of the other things about classic Doctor Who is that. Um, so I, you know, I watched I watched that on my TV in the house. My mm-hmm. TV, uh, I watched it on a thirty-two inch TV, right? Right. Showing off, bragging. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, think about TVs in nineteen seventy-seven. They were really wee. Mm-hmm. Like when you look at when you look at classic Doctor Who, like you're sitting watching it. Sometimes you're watching it on like a forty-six inch TV. It's yeah. Like nobody had like when they were making Doctor Who in the seventies, they were thought like this is going to go out in the telly, and they they didn't even get repeated. Yeah. They just went out, and then they never appeared again. Yeah. And you you would think that and that's that. Yeah. It's like it's it's disposable telly. Mm-hmm. And then you're you know you're sitting years years, years later you're watching it. On a forty-six inch TV, and you're like, Christ, that looks a bit, it's <laughs> a bit ropey, isn't it? <laughs> is it not? Is it not precedent for them losing episodes? Of I know. Like there's, I, there's um, uh, definitely there's, there's still a lot of missing episodes. I mean, this is a, obviously it's a, a sore point for a lot of Doctor Who fans, but um, I'm sure they'll go over it. <laughs> <laughs> like back way back in the sixties, when the BBC filmed stuff, yeah, they would wipe because tape stock wasn't expensive they'd mm. wipe the tapes and use them again but another thing they did is they would transfer them onto film and then sell them for syndication right so frequently the way an old episode of Doctor Who will turn up what will be in some weird place or in a collector's loft or yeah. because people keep film people mm. like to collect film yeah um, like you know a couple of years ago two almost yeah two complete stories were found in uh, the the back cupboard of a Nigerian tele tele station, <laughs> wow. which is mental. That is like crazy. it's mental that the episodes can still pop up mm-hmm. after you know, yeah, that nearly is crazy. fifty years. I imagine that must be very exciting as a fan base as well. It'd be like there's Doctor Who you haven't seen. I and it's it's here. Yeah, and here it is. <laughs> I know it's it's a bit it's a sore point for me because like my favorite story, my favorite era for Doctor Who's the sec like my I love the second Doctor. Okay, and his ones are like the most. <laughs> Sought after, like there's there's very few of them oh, right. complete. I was almost going to ask you who your favourite doctor was. It's two, really. um, but yeah, no. Uh, so yeah, no. It's like <laughs> you it's, said that with a really defeated. I know. No, no, it's two. It's two. It's two right. But yeah, no. It's 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 just it was disposable telly. It was mm. never meant to be. You know, there was never meant to be someone podcasting about it 30, 40 years later. You oh, know, look at us now. <laughs> look at us now. Can you, like, can you imagine like? Can you imagine going back in time to the seventies and and being like, look, I recorded this podcast, yeah, and they'd be like, you what? Showing them your well, phone. <laughs> I wonder how that does affect people doing TV these days, or whether they know because now you know you've got a legacy almost. Mm-hmm. Like that's you know when they're making my favorite TV shows like House of Cards. <laughs> <laughs> I like think this is going to be around forever. Aye, 
you know, people are going to be able to watch this in 500 years. I think, well, I mean, I, I think it's had a big, it's, I think it's a big effect on TV because then uh, I think a lot of bigger writers are moving to TV because they have more of a, like, they have a larger canvas. Mm. But uh, I think there's a lot more creative freedom in TV because obviously the big expensive films are, like, the, what they're written the way they are. I mean, there's obviously, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's, films are films, I love films. But, yeah, with TV, I think... Yeah, you are writing. It's it's a yeah. It must like, be a whole other world. It's moving more and more towards the cinematic. Um, like we don't have to. Have, everyone knows this. I'm not. But um, yeah, I think since the nineties, like more yeah. and more film stars appearing in TV shows mm-hmm. and stuff. Like yeah, that. and it's. I think it's for that reason. Like telly is is not disposable anymore because it's no. But like, do you think that had an effect on Doctor Who when they were making it back then and going? Because there is a blase kind of feel to it in terms of like, let's just get it done. You can imagine them just all being like, "Fucking go, <laughs> just get it done. Who cares?" <laughs> It's for Wayne's. <laughs> I know. No, I, no, I, I, yeah, no. That's an, an interesting one. Like, I wonder what they were thinking as they were, yeah, doing it. Because it, obviously, it like it was massive. Mm. It was massive. And like, and uh, you know, there was the viewing figures for episodes of Doctor Who at that point were higher than anything now. And yeah. well, it's because there was less to watch, obviously, mm. and less to do. Yeah. But um, so I mean, they're, they're obviously taking pride in it, and like, there's a de- there's a definite. A lot of work went into it and a lot of effort. And like you can tell, Robots of Death is a good example of that because it's just like. Robots of Death has got a lot of that stuff where you're just like, why did you even bother with That's amazing. Why yeah. did you bother <laughs> even doing that? But it's, yeah. Why not did you bother story. giving them those tinfoil shoes? But it, <laughs> you know? Actually, there's a story about the tinfoil shoes and the thing because they put so much effort into making the costume and the director came and was like, I've got to get a lot of shots of feet. Right. And they're like, are you. The, the designers are like, so this is maybe an example of that. The designers are like, are you are you joking? <laughs> so they just had to quickly wrap some. Yeah, wow. <laughs> it, it's weird though because like when we're talking about like things like Doctor Who, like they're being worked on. Like we love them mm-hmm. now. You love them now. Mm-hmm. I uh, I couldn't care less. But not the um, the idea that you think that the things you love the people that were making them at the time had that love yeah but they don't necessarily like when I'm a big also fan of like all a lot of 80s properties like Master of the Universe yeah yeah, yeah. and when you do see documentaries or I get a lot of books about like the art behind them mm-hmm. and the artists will always there are always interviews with them and they're always like what's your favourite character and they'll always be like I don't fucking know like <laughs> He-Man like to them it's a job you know and, then, uh, and once it's done it's done and they don't think about it again like guys mm-hmm. who wrote comics and they'd be like what do you think was your best storyline? And they'd be like, I'll be honest with you, this was... I don't consider any of them good. Aye. <laughs> you know, like, I'd wonder how much of that is in, like, things like that back then. Aye. No, well, I mean, like, it's, it's interesting um, watching the special features on the DVD, those get people into interview them, and, and I, I do, again, I find myself wondering, like, how much of a ref- how much have they had to be refreshed on what happened? Yeah, because it's like, for sure. Aye. You're talking about interviewing someone in 2000 and... Well, it's now 2016, but probably a few years ago but anyway to around 2010 about something he did in 1977 mm-hmm. and it's like I couldn't tell you what I was doing <laughs> so I mean that, that I mean that, that kind of says that it was a Aye. big moment for them because they're like they're part of somebody's childhood they're part mm-hmm. of someone's personal history and that's there's, that's got to be something and the funny thing about Doctor Who I think back then is that you watched it and then as you went on the story probably got better in your memory and it looked better <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and then all the DVDs came out and you were like, oh. Oh, oh. <laughs> but, um, That's the thing I like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I know, like, I know what you mean. I, th- I think it's, I think it's interesting um, when you see people talking about stuff like that and you're just yeah. like, I mean, you can tell that they probably enjoyed working on it and it was an exciting thing for them mm-hmm. to do, but it's like, it was a job. Yeah. But they'll finish that and went on to do like the bill or something <laughs> like that, you know, or some no, other totally, TV show. Totally. Like, I remember seeing, Alan Oppenheimer, who is the voice of Skeletor from He-Man, mm-hmm. doing an interview, and he's like, "Can you do the Skeletor voice?" And he was like, "Oh, oh I was like this," and he was like, "I'll get you." What was his name? <laughs> He-Man, and it was so heartbreaking because, like, why does a Skeletor can't remember He-Man's name? Yeah, like I love this stuff, <laughs> you know. But it was heartbreaking, so I wonder. I just, I'd like to see your heart broken in a similar way. That's that's all. <laughs> just that's see all. Hi. <laughs> I've not, I don't think I've had a moment like that with Doctor Who yet. There must be something. Someone should. Some, if anyone's listening, find the moment that'll break my heart. Send it to me, please. <laughs> That's one of the most wretchy things I've ever heard. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to I'm going to bring talking about robots to death to a close. I think so. By the time you got to the end of episode four, mm-hmm. there's that like so you're you know you've essentially watched a film's worth yes. of studio television and folk running up and down corridors. Lots How were you that. feeling towards the end? What was happening? I was just quite like once they once you do the, the reveal, I felt that towards the end they must have been like, "What time is it?" And like <laughs> we, we've got we've, we've got eight minutes to finish this entire story, right? Come on, hurry up! Right, okay. Get that laser into his brain. It was just uh, I felt that the ending was because I was I was quite into it, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, this, I'm actually I'm liking just how schlocky it is, and uh, you know, it was quite loose and." Uh, what I really, what I tell you, what I really liked was the 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 big plan with the helium. It's so good. I thought it was really clever. Like it is. No, you're right. It is. I was it super is. like the, the control. He controls the robots with the voice. Mm-hmm. So you go in the cupboard, Leela, with this canister of helium, and then his voice will go up, and they won't recognize his voice. They won't recognize his voice, but, but mine won't. <laughs> It's, yeah, no, that is yeah, that is interesting, and I wonder if that's like because the thing they like to do, do in Doctor Who was slip in education every now and again. Right. And I don't know if that was part of it or if it was just like, hey, that that'll be a good way to end this yeah. story. It's not. But, I thought it was really clever and funny uh, as well. Like I don't know how intention if it was meant to have that comedic impact because mm-hmm. I mean, somebody on helium is funny. <laughs> I know he's doing his big dramatic death <laughs> and he's got a high pitched voice. Yeah, yeah, it's not the most dignified way to go out, really. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I just thought it was like something I'd never seen before big needle in the back of the head as well and a big that needle was, I mean even though it was robots I was like Ooh. how sad is it for that oh when d four dies oh my I, I had a real connection to that robot <laughs> <laughs> which I didn't ex- I think out of all the characters I was the, the dumb robot yeah I think I identified most with them no it was a good I, it, no, I, no I think it all comes together quite well like it's that thing that's like you understand why action scenes have to be shot and choreographed the way that they are. Yeah. Because just filming a scuffle mm-hmm. from a particular angle and just being like, there we go, they had a wee fight. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's it, it's one of the things that suffers. But I always like, it's like sometimes I like to think of Doctor Who, like especially Robots of Death is very much, it's kind of like a play. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's, Robots of Death is so much like a play that it has been adapted into a oh, is that right? stage show. Like. Oh. I think when I say that, I mean it's like some fans got together and made a. Oh, okay. But like, there is a stage version that was made. Oh, I hate the fans. So <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't care less. Only official stuff for me. 
Yeah, no, I think it's, it's very... And I think like the studio acting, the style of acting in something like that has to be a bit more theatrical because mm-hmm. you're... Um, with film, you, you, with film, the way that film is shot, you, you have to be as subtle as you can, like the slightest, you know... But when you're on stage, you're communicating. Yeah, you're projecting, projecting yeah. to everyone, and that includes your actions and mannerisms. Mm-hmm. And again, we're talking about the small TV thing, and it, there's a lot of that going on. So it's very, very theatrical yes. and big and it, very much so. Yeah, um, and I think it pulls it off really well. And I, no, I, well, I mean, I kind of, I feel like giving you something like Robots of Death is cheating a wee bit because it's one of the ones that's. I mean, I'm going to have to do this a lot, but it's one of the ones that's generally considered to be one of the best ones. Yes, but I mean, you'll have a hard time. Winning anyone over with the worst episodes of Doctor Who. <laughs> That's true. You know. Um, yes. So, okay, why don't you lay down anything else that you liked that I missed? I really liked the very end mm-hmm. where they were like, right, well, that's that. And Leela's like, should we go and check on the survivors? Nope. Get in the, <laughs> get in the TARDIS. We're out here. I really liked that. It was like, not you go to check, they're all right. I know. Like, Doctor, this pure character of love and, you know. I know. And now he's just like, nah, kind of, well, no, I mean, it does show that side of him. who's like, he's constantly moving. Yeah. And he's not, I mean, it, again, when it comes to later Doctor Who, they start to kind of go into why he does things and why he is the way that he is. Yeah. It? But it's very much just showing that side of him where he's like, he's there for the adventure and the story and the mystery. And the, he's not really there for the people. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, right, let's go. He's there for a laugh, right? <laughs> and if you want to come with us. On you come, you know it's no skin off my nose, I guess. Do you know what? And, oh, do you know? Do you know what I missed most out of everything? What the Sonic? Oh, the, the Sonic. What the screwdriver? The screw, where's the screwdriver? Does he not have it back in the day, or is this just no, he a does, new thing? He does. He just doesn't have it all the. It's like a new Doctor Who. They use it a lot. I just like get us through this door, <laughs> right? <laughs> Oh, thank God, you've uh, got that. No, you're, no, there is no sort of screwdriver. I'm I thought maybe there was just something. There are that, periods where it just doesn't get used at all, and I'm trying to remember if he did have it around then or not. Yeah, because I don't know if maybe it was really like, oh, that's that just I'm, a David Tennant thing for all. No, I'm no, no. The sort yeah. screwdriver first appeared with the Second Doctor, okay. where he actually literally used it to unscrew some screws. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then it sort of, you know, they started using it more and more. In fact, they had the problem that they had. In the new ones mm-hmm. back in the day, where it got to the point where they started relying on it too much, so right. they had an episode. That there was a fifth Doctor story where it just gets destroyed, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to do something else now." <laughs> oh, <laughs> but no, came but, back, and then it came back. Aye, I think loves it. one of the annoyances, like in, being again to bring up Transformers, but um, <laughs> in the comics, like they're doing at the moment, um, mm-hmm. done by IDW, and they're they're really good. Like people have been saying, like even if you don't like Transformers, you like these because they're such character pieces. And they're so well made, and mm. the art's so good. Uh, and she's winning awards left, right, and centre. But that, that's like one of the characters. It's a clear Doctor Who homage where they have this uh, spanner that does all these wild and different things. All right, okay. Aye. And as soon as that <laughs> happened, I was like, fuck, this is like one of my favourite things. And you're pulling this pish into it. <laughs> like, just don't. And then thankfully, it's been dialed back, like heavily dialed back. But I was like, come on. Is it, there's, there's a couple of things in. Like with the tech in Doctor Who, obviously the TARDIS. Mm. I think one of the things that writers always struggle with is like if they're all in, when they're all in danger, it's like, why doesn't he just leave? Aye, <laughs> <laughs> those have to come up with a real like. Oh no, the, the TARDIS gets moved. Yeah, it doesn't get moved very far. He does um, find it as well, and then it's just like she's no there, so he's like, oh god, right, fine. But you just get the impression that he could go if mm. he wanted, but 
he's just enjoying himself. <laughs> you know? He's just having uh, a good time. No, totally. I mean, uh, yeah, I guess that. I mean, that is a big part of it. What you were mentioning earlier. So, what do you think of the? It's really weird. That comes from a really weird period of Doctor Who, where the TARDIS set looks like a big cupboard. Yeah, I, I was, and that was that's unusual. Yeah, because they go they they go back to old TARDIS set after that, but um, but it kind of represents that whole period of Doctor Who um, is very kind of gothic. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's quite understated. There's a lot of, there's a lot of kind of, yeah, yeah yeah. There's a lot of that uh, draws a lot of influence. Like people always compare it to things like Hammer Horror and all that sort right, of stuff. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of really great stuff, and I guess the TARDIS, the the control room, fits with that mm. very well. It feels like they were like, oh, it's bigger on the inside. It's not that much bigger on the inside. <laughs> like it's less impressive to right. me when you're like, you know, like you go into like a, the Tenant era, and it's like a, it's like a live and kicking set. <laughs> you know, it's like this it was just kind of like the size of the room we're in now really and I'm like mm. it's still I mean the, 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 the TARDIS is one of those things it's like the, you're, you're given this impression that it's just it's enormous there's mm. it's sprawling and there's episodes where you know people get lost in it and stuff like right, that right okay um, but you only ever see one room right <laughs> But no, but it does make that thing. It's like when you, I don't know if you had this, but when you watch Star Trek and they showed a bit of the Enterprise you'd never seen before, and you're like, yeah. ooh, I watched that. This is exciting. Um, there's a bit of that going on as well. I mean, I first saw Chief O'Brien's gaff. <laughs> oh, my God. So good. <laughs> I know, I know. There's no such thing as magic. Exactly. To the rational mind, nothing is inexplicable, only unexplained. So, explain to me how this. TARDIS is larger on the inside than the out. Hmm? All right, I'll show you. It's because insides and outsides are not in the same dimension. Which box is larger? That one. Now which is larger? That one. But it looks smaller. Well, that's because it's further away. Exactly. If you could keep that, exactly that distance away, and have it here, the large one would fit inside a small one. That's silly. That's transdimensional engineering, a key Time Lord discovery. Okay, so, right, okay, give me... Five a... Sonics out of seven. <laughs> I don't want to rate them. No. Just... Uh, I was very surprised in how much I liked it. I think a lot of it was to do with Tom Baker, though. Mm-hmm. I really liked. I think I very well may look at more Tom Baker episodes. Okay. I don't think it's really. I know. I know that I still will not enjoy the like the more modern stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I am more keen to go back to that. I definitely want to see him picking up Leela. <laughs> okay. Want to see that yeah, happen? Yeah. Um, and maybe even the episode after. Like, what's the what's the after this? Oh, I'm springing this on you. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. Those Time Lash boys will be... They'll be raging at me. They'll and be... no wonder, and with good cause. <laughs> but I, I'm keen to see more of it, because there was just that nice, breezy... As you say, it felt a little dis- like disposable TV, and it might be sacrilege to say that to like when it's considered a classic Doctor yeah, Who episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it did feel like I can just pick it up, enjoy it, and then, you know, mm-hmm. that was good. And mm-hmm. that's the end of that, you know? The episode after is The Talons of Wen- Wang Chiang. Okay. Do you, uh, do you suggest which I actually watch it? again is high up on the... Okay. But there's a wee bit, there's some questionable makeup okay. <laughs> decisions going okay. on in terms of what would be acceptable now. Ah. Uh, but anyway, 
It's it's a good episode. <laughs> I'll, um, I'll plus uh, Tom Baker and a Deerstalker Sherlock Holmes get up. Very nice. Yes, I've been into that. I do enjoy Holmes. It, is there anything you didn't like? Um, I mean, it's kind of hard for me to be. It feels like almost you. It's some you're picking on some. I think some I indefensible think, thing. You know, I think you've done a very good job of of being very open minded about it and 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 dealing with what it is. Yeah, I think you've got to take it on face value. Remember what time it was made. Mm. Again, I don't feel a lot of times that we give people from decades by enough credit in terms of what they do. Like, oh, that's quite progressive for those primates back then yeah. in the seventies, you know. But um, I think sometimes we give them too much credit as well. It's like, yeah, no, no, we could read books back then. We <laughs> had. <laughs> You had, uh, you had phones back then, I Can you believe it? <laughs> but no, I think um, I had a, a really good time with it. I think the, the biggest praise I could probably give it is that since I was a little boy, I've been trained to want a plastic representation of the characters I like. Right, okay. You know, I like Transformers, so I want Optimus Prime, I want these kind ca- you know, I want all these toys based on that. And I was like, I would, I don't know what that was, I would quite like a wee robot of death they're good you I know, know it's the genius of, of the robots of death as well as they do look like action figures yeah that's <laughs> it I, I, I was looking online I was like should I get can you get them I'll maybe, maybe order one yeah I think you do get when you get the wee, wee corpse markers with them as well nice I can see wee, that's it that's wee bike reflectors that wee fandom thing where I'm just like oh nice you get the wee, you get the wee markers as well totally uh, okay cool uh, so you had a good time with robots of death and you Fancy watching more. So I consider this first attempt, mm-hmm. uh, or this first experiment, or whatever the hell I'm going to call it, uh, a success. You do that if you like. <laughs> I still hate Doctor Who. <laughs> it's fine. I'm got. I'm. I'm just happy that I found an. I found one that you liked. Mm-hmm. That's actually all that I wanted, and I wanted to enjoy it with you, which I have done. Excellent. One of your robots could have done it. <laughs> And that's your great theory, is it? Mm. Well, my friend, robots cannot kill. They're prime directives. I know, I know, I know. It's the first program that's laid into any robot's brain from the simplest done to the most complex supervoc. But suppose... Suppose someone's found a way of bypassing it. I asked some people on Twitter uh, for some feedback. How do you think that went? Probably went really badly. Let's have a look. Okay. Nobody better say anything snide about Doctor Who. <laughs> I'm sure they won't. Uh, okay, so, uh, Bob the Scutter asks, if you don't like Doctor Who, why did you agree to be subjected to this? Um, I am a big fan of Richie Morgan. And when he calls, I will always answer. <laughs> oh, Jim, I'm not... Let's Hug Bros ask some stupid questions. Jim, uh, He's asking questions about Transformers. This isn't a Transformers podcast. Yeah. I don't know. Are Transformers robots or aliens? They're both. Right, okay, good. <laughs> good. Um, Rich, uh, Cormac Donegan asks, Richie, what methods of coercion are you going to use to get the more vocal, the more vocal Doctor Who dislikers on the show? There are, there are people that I'm just... Like, you just... It, you're just not going to bother. No, but I mean, <laughs> listen, I, I think I'm, I'm quite good in that terms. It's your first episode, you want a quick win... You want somebody who's soft yeah. and ultimately disposable. Like, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you don't want somebody who's actively toxic. Someone who's like an episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> um, so there, I'm not, I'm not going to get the, the, the real like 
the real haters that are just kind of like... Did I mess up earlier by saying it was disposable? Did that offend no, you in some way? Fine, it's fine. Uh, Good. Uh, Let's Hug Bro Richie, most of your friends like robots of some description. Will you eventually run out of robot-centric episodes? I, I read this earlier and I was like, I think he underestimates how many robot stories of Doctor <laughs> Who there is. There's certainly more robot Doctor Who stories than there are friends of Richard Morgan. <laughs> um, Nickel Hay asks, how long do you think you'd both survive as a companion? It's difficult. I don't know. Like, do, does he have male companions? Yeah. yeah. Yeah? I didn't know that. Sometimes. Hmm. Not often. Yeah. I don't know, actually. Um, I, that's a good. That's a good question. I think I'd be. I'd be done for like. Well, there's a lot of running involved. Uh, I. I won't even run for a bus God, or a train. That's I'll a good like, point. I'd be. I'd. I wouldn't even die. An alien wouldn't kill me. I'd just I'd have a heart attack. <laughs> My heart would explode. Uh, Barry asks, "What is Doctor Who's real name?" <laughs> is that a thing? The, actually, there, there's like the, the. Come on. And the. It, the doctor isn't his name, obviously. It's a mm. title he's given himself, and there's given himself. Lot, yeah, it's a bit. No, you're right. No, it's a bit. Yeah, jeez, it's a bit high and mighty. And there was like a whole series about like no one must know his true name, okay, and all that sort of stuff. Or what? And then it was there was a whole red herring. I don't know. I was. <laughs> I don't really know how that turned I'm out. I'm strangely like interested in that. It was kind of. It was always about. It was, it was about like what is the doctor's name or the, you know the name of the doctor and all that sort of stuff. And it would ended up being a big lead up to revealing John Hurt as the War Doctor. Okay. And the idea was is that the doctor's name is a it's it's a title but it's a promise, and because the because John Hurt's doctor wiped out the Daleks and his own race. Okay. He broke. He wasn't a doctor. Right. So he is not. He's kind of like he decanonized himself, right? Okay, as the because he's technically the ninth Doctor, but he's not. I'm sorry, I asked. Yeah, no, I'm sure. <laughs> it's got Dan bot 007 ask what wood panel con- wood panel console room final verdict fucking nightmare to polish. I'd say it would be a nightmare. Mm. Oh, I don't even think about that. I don't polish my own house. <laughs> I'm gonna polish in there. Do you think there can be a lot of dust in the TARDIS? Surely. It's a it's a super space vehicle that maybe doesn't need dusted. That's that. I mean, we, we we covered the wood Tardis, but you know I kind of like it. But I'm glad it went away. Yeah. Owen Mackie Kimsell is asking daft questions about the Doctor's Willy. What does did the he doctor, say to Doctor's Willy? Does the Doctor piss? Imagine how long you'd have to spend adjusting to having a new Willy after regeneration. It's a fair point. Well, I mean, yeah. No, I'm sure it's a th- an issue. Why isn't there a female doctor? Was there? Was Catherine Tate not the doctor for a bit? No. Am I thinking of something else? No, you're <laughs> just getting confused with a, a thing where... Don't you, you asked me a question before and you didn't like the answer. That's, I guess that's true. I should not delve into these things. <laughs> the, we were, I was talking about this with someone recently, actually. Like, it's, it's obviously it's not canon, but there was a Red Nose Day special mm-hmm. Doctor Who where uh, Ryan Atkinson was the doctor. Yeah, I bet that was hilarious. And uh, <laughs> at the end of it, he regenerates like several times into various celebrities, but the last Doctor he regenerates into is Joanna Lumley. My goodness. But they're, they're doing a lot of a, a, a establishing that, like, throughout the show, there's lots of things where Time Lords regenerate into women and men, and he's just not done it yet. <laughs> Pablo asks, what is he a Doctor of? Well, the answer that he gives in the, in the show is everything. 
Aww. Stuart asks, if you could be killed by any robot, who would you pick and why? Uh, I would quite like to be crushed under the sexy robot heel of a baddie Gundam lady. <laughs> if that's at all possible. <laughs> you channeling Guy Woodward. <laughs> I'd like to have my balls kicked off. <laughs> by Carter's Grays. To be Iron Blooded Orphans. And what if someone was driving Optimus Prime and he turned into. Would that they would, be crushed to death? Yeah, but you'd have some hard on. <laughs> what a way to go. That's how I want to go. Change my answer, please. <laughs> what if you were. There was one that turned into a tape, wasn't it? Yes, I was. What if you were trying to tape the top 40 on a Sunday and. <laughs> and, and what? <laughs> And he broke your tape oh, deck. No, I wouldn't like that. Not my tape deck. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> See, uh, don't <laughs> I don't know what kind of robot I'd like to be killed by. I'd like to be assimilated by the Borg Queen. Oh. <laughs> Seven of nine. <laughs> I've been talking about this recently, about how I feel really bad about any time I t- put on a... I think of what something a wanker would say. <laughs> I put on an English accent to distance myself from it. <laughs> it's a bit radio DJ at the same time, though. Yeah. One for the dads. <laughs> or football commentator. Yeah. <laughs> Cormac Donegan asks once again, Richie, what's your favourite story from your least favourite doctor? Gav, which doctor is the sexiest? Canon only. Oh, do you want to take that one? <laughs> What's your favourite story from your least favourite doctor? Hardball question. Least, oh, say we your least favourite doctor. Oh, your least favourite. What about him with a hat? The straw hat? <laughs> the kind of fat one. What's his name? <laughs> yeah, I think you're getting too mixed up. <laughs> um, you thinking of Colin Baker? Yes, sorry. Yes. Um, I don't know if he's my least favourite. Like, See, the thing is, is like, what with the advent of uh, audio stories mm-hmm. um, and all that sort of stuff, of like I love all the doctors. So try to decide which one I love the least. <laughs> I, I mean, if if I say Colin Baker, no, maybe it is Colin Baker. Paul McGann. No, see, Paul, Colin, no, I love Paul McGann. Yeah, okay. I love Paul McGann. <laughs> uh, no, no, actually, Colin, like, Colin Baker was kind of interesting because he. So it's maybe Peter Davison. Okay, so my least favorite doctor is Peter Davison, and I would say that my favourite Peter Davison story is Caves of Androzani, just to be boring and predictable. But if it was if it was Colin Baker, I would say uh, that the revelation of the Daleks. Same, same as <laughs> Right, okay, so... And, uh, Unse- sexiest doctor. Sexiest doctor. Um, well, I, I don't have... I wouldn't say I fancy Tom Baker, but I wouldn't necessarily... A, I don't think I'd be you able to resist... wouldn't say no to a cuddle. No, I certainly wouldn't. <laughs> and I don't think I'd be able to resist physically either. <laughs> Is what I'm trying to say. I don't, I don't like where that's going. You could do what you liked, is what <laughs> okay. I'm saying. Transform with me inside them. <laughs> um, okay, so that's all of the questions. That's all the ones we can actively say. So um, how, how do you feel about being the first the first guest on I Hate Doctor Who? Um, I also want to say thank you for having me on, but I do Sorry. feel like it's... you'll. Be, I mean, history will be the real judge. <laughs> On this one, I know it's like it, you get to be the first episode, so it's probably the one that people listen to before they go. I'm not going to listen to this again. But at the same time, the ones who get to do it with me further down the line are the ones that are, you know, are, are on a, probably a slightly tighter show. That's true. I mean, we've been playing it fast and loose, but then again, 
who knows, maybe someday down the line and I come back with my Doctor Who t-shirt on and all that. Maybe people, maybe in 20 years time people do podcasts about podcasts. That would be incredible. And uh, we can look forward to being... The legacy uh-huh. of I Hate Doctor Who. A real <laughs> Wild Stallions moment. Where it just defines a generation. Uh, exactly. Um, it brings Doctor Who haters and Doctor Who lovers together. It, it actually has. It actually has that. done. Yeah. Look at that. Because um, we, we generally hang out in separate... 100% separate. This is just my, this is like, this is literally um, just a way for me to uh, um, get to talk about Doctor Who in front of my friends with it and being like, Going to shut up about Doctor Who. <laughs> no, I'm going to shut up about Doctor Who. <laughs> especially, especially now that the, the, the Time Lash lads have moved to London and abandoned me. Um, I think that was a, a, it's a bit of a kick in the balls, isn't it? <laughs> Both of them moved to London. Both of them, moved. Uh, Short, shortly after I was on an episode. <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, Gav, do you want? So uh, we should mention that Gav um, does a little podcasting of his own. Would you like to plug that? Sure. Um, I do the very unpopular Geshcast Gaming Podcast, available at geshcast.com. and uh, I also do a Supernatural Entertainment System, which is a paranormal themed podcast. Uh, so listen to them and enjoy them. If you like games or ghosts, I was going to say cause you, you go. You're like I do a gaming podcast, and I was like, of course he does a gaming podcast. Aye, and then you say I do a supernatural. You're like, wait a minute, what? Well, yeah, we do a show that is all about like weird news. It's worth mentioning that when you do the gaming podcast, the best bits are when you don't talk about games. Yeah, well, <laughs> do you know when have you ever listen to my podcast? <laughs> I've listened to some of it. Well, um, anyway, I will. So <laughs> please, if you've enjoyed Gab's chat, then check out his other. Uh-huh. Other podcasts. It's not likely, is it? <laughs> Come on. Well, yeah, apart from anything else, like you've you've already mentioned that you hate the entire audience of the podcast. Aye, that's it. I imagine it's just Doctor Who fans listening to this. <laughs> Nobody else. Um, okay, and um, if you want to find Gav on Twitter, he is at Gesh Gav. That's all right. One word. Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, uh, I'll give you my Doctor Who account. I've got an account that I made just to talk about Doctor Who because. I used to tweet about Doctor Who quite a lot on my main account and every time I did it sometimes I'd delete them because I was like I feel like I'm doing it too much right, and then okay. I had so I made a separate account and I was like I felt so free <laughs> never be afraid to be you I know, I know I, I, but like you would tweet about it and people would be like Doctor Who's shite <laughs> I'm like, right. I think I may very well have been guilty of that <laughs> once or twice but it's not, it, beco- it becomes a bit of a thing where you're like when someone you know and, and like is like, I really like this, suddenly you got being an arsehole, the urge to go like, that's rubbish. <laughs> you do. You do. I, I get it. No, I mean, I'm guilty of that as well, so I can't really even play the victim here. But uh, so my Twitter, uh, Doctor Who Twitter handle for this podcast now, I guess, is at Bobby underscore Davros. That's good. Which I'm in- amazed wasn't taken. I thought that today. <laughs> even Incredible. A, that's a high level enough Doctor Who gag for me to get. <laughs> and I was like, "How do you get that?" <laughs> so we'll go and follow it because it doesn't have many followers, and I, you know, like to tweet about Doctor Who. Well, it's it's fair though, and I will I will say also if anyone does want to follow me on Twitter, remember if you're if you're thinking right now, come on and slag off Transformers. Please remember that I can dish it out, but I cannot take it. <laughs> please don't slag it off, man. I can't take it. Um, so thank you very much for listening uh, come and find us on Twitter and say hello if you don't know us already um, and I hope this has been as interesting an experiment for you as it has been for me mm. Gavin it certainly has I really 
can't thank you enough for opening my eyes. <laughs> okay. Um, I wish I had something uh, sufficiently sort of Doctor Who-y or something to say other than... Bye! Bye, bye. Bye. <laughs>